And hello everyone, this is Rich Sports Talk, Sports Talk Worth a Million, and I'm your host, Owen Rich. Thank you so much for joining us on the program today. The 2019 NFL Draft was very interesting for the Giants because for the most part, the fan base rejected their first overall pick. However, Dave Gettleman, in hindsight, is looking pretty smart as it looks like he has found the heir apparent to Mr. Eli Manning and the Giants franchise quarterback for the next 10 to 12 years, although there's still a lot of road in front of Daniel Jones. One of the keys of the 2020 draft was going to be, could Dave Gettleman give his young quarterback and new head coach the weapons and the pieces that his young quarterback needed to develop and take that next step? This is Rich Sports Talks presents New York Giants Grade 2020. In the first round, the New York Giants went with offensive tackle Andrew Thomas out of Georgia, and I gave this pick an A+. Look, I've been on the Giants in my previous mock drafts saying that they were going to go offensive line. I thought they were going to go with Tristan Wurst because of the athleticism. But overall, I think Andrew Thomas was a great pick. I think this is a slam dunk because he can play right tackle, but this is the left tackle of the future. Now, I know a lot of people were somewhat disappointed because they see the tape, they see the measurables of some of these other offensive linemen. But personally, I think Andrew Thomas was the safest pick in the draft because you knew what you were going to get. A solid left tackle. He was going to be a consistent on the left side. He might have the talent to be maybe a pro bowler twice or three times, but still, if he can be a consistent left tackle and protect the blind side for the next eight to ten years, this is a great pick. What you want in the first round is find guys that can contribute for your team for a long time. Could some of these offensive linemen have higher ceilings? Sure, but Andrew Thomas had the lowest floor. Everyone you talked to felt like he was the least likely of all the offensive linemen to bust. And really, he's the truest left tackle to come in. Makai Becton has some questions about whether he can protect the blind side. Now, Wills in Alabama was good, but remember, he was protecting the right side on the blind side. Could he make the transition to the left side? And despite the athleticism of Tristan Wurst, he projected better as an offensive guard. So for me, this is a great pick. He can come in, play right tackle next year, eventually moves to the left tackle spot. Home run by Dave Gettleman in the first round. In the second round, they went with Xavier McKinney, the safety from Alabama. This is an A+. I mean, when you look at Luck, the Giants get the best safety in the draft that can play strong and free safety. He's versatile. He can play both spots. Safety was one of their biggest issues last year, and he falls to them in the beginning of the second round. Great steal, and sometimes you just have to let the board fall to you. So now the Giants have an impact player in the secondary and a left tackle for potentially the next 8 to 10 years. What more can you ask for? And when you look at this draft, you're going to start seeing a theme of building on the defense and the offense. I really like what they did on the offense. And with this defense, they found some key pieces that can make good contributions next year, but none will be bigger than McKinney. He can start right away. They can move him around from the strong to the free safety spot. Now, with Alabama players, I feel they're closer to their ceiling than a lot of these other prospects. However... I do think McKinney is going to be a solid contributor. Like Thomas, he might not be one of those guys that's an all-pro or a pro bowler every year, but you know what you're getting, a consistent starter who's going to show up and make plays week in and week out, and really, that's what you want to get out of a player in the draft. In the third round, the Giants got Matt Pert, the offensive tackle out of UConn, and this was my steal of the draft. I gave them an A+. 
Matt Pert to me was an early second round grade. He has the athleticism to be a very good right tackle. But this is the interesting thing. I don't think he's going to play a lot next year. Maybe they can kick him inside to guard. But this is the reason I really love this pick. The Giants now potentially have three key cogs in the offensive line for a decade. Think about this. Starting next season, 2021, Andrew Thomas on the left side, Hernandez at guard, and Pert at right tackle. That could be a very good young offensive line for Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. Pert, I don't think has the athleticism to play the left tackle spot, but I think he can be a very good right tackle. And with Andrew Thomas already on board, the Giants got great value. Once again, I thought he was going to go early second round. I really believe that he was going to be a guy that was going to go early in this draft, and he falls all the way to the end of the third round. And Dave Gelman does an incredible job getting great value. I mean, just think about this. In two of the three picks in one draft, he might have two keystones on the offensive line, both tackle positions figured out for the next decade. I mean, what more could you want on an offensive line? In the fourth round, I have them going with Darnay Holmes, the cornerback from UCLA. I gave this grade a B. Now, I do like Holmes because he has the NFL side. He has good speed on tape, but I don't like him in press coverage. He gives up way too many big plays. He really struggles, especially locking down receivers at the line, and they can get behind him. But he is a physical corner. Look, he's got a lot of great tools, but I think he can slip right in and play in the nickel and dime packages for this Giants defense. Reason I gave this a B was even though they do desperately need cornerback help, there's a lot of other good prospects that I really liked on this board, especially a couple of pass rushers that I thought could have made a big impact on this team next year, maybe a wide receiver. So look, I like Holmes a lot. I think he can be a good player for the Giants. Now, is it fill a need? Yes, but I do think there were some bigger needs on the board that the Giants could have filled. I still think he's a kid that makes the roster and can be in certain sub-packages, so it is still a solid pick in the fourth round. Fifth round, Shane Lemieux, the guard out of Oregon. I gave this an A. This is an experienced guard. He's a great run blocker. and Look, he needs to develop his pass blocking. Really struggled at times at Oregon, especially in that scheme. Needs some attention. Look, especially with Pac-12 and Big 12 linemen that play a lot in the two-point stance, you know they're going to be kind of projects. But this is a kid, he's got a lot of great upside, started four years in college, he has a lot of experience, really smart kid, and this could be a nice developmental kid to become a perennial backup on this team, and who knows, maybe he pushes the starting rotation, and if that happens, think about this, the Giants could potentially have four young offensive linemen for a decade, and this is a kid that you really look at the tape, there's a lot of good flashes. And especially if he can continue to develop that pass blocking game, he's a good run blocker. And you know Saquon Barkley is going to love running behind him. In the sixth round, the Giants took Cam Brown, the inside linebacker, out of Penn State. I gave this grade an A. Very good coverage linebacker. I love the athleticism. He's got very good size at six foot five. can play on that inside. And really, when you look at this point in the draft, a lot of these inside linebackers in the 3-4 scheme Good against the run, but struggle in pass coverage. But Brown is one of the better ones. And the Giants have really struggled against the pass. I see him being an instant backup. Can maybe work his way eventually into the starting rotation. But there's a lot to like here. He played in the Big Ten. He played in big-time games. He was able to make plays against some very good offensive linemen, a lot of which were in this draft. So 
I really like Cam Brown. I think he's a good moldable piece of clay that the Giants get here. Maybe won't be a starter, but you know he can contribute on special teams. Going to be a solid backup and fills a need in terms of getting some depth at the linebacker position. In the seventh round, the Giants had four picks, the first of which was Carter Coughlin, the edge rusher out of Minnesota. I gave this an A-. At this point in the draft, you're looking to find guys that you think can make the roster and guys that fill out some depth issues and you look, he's a small guy, not the best athleticism, doesn't have a lot of burst off the edge, but the things you like, very high football IQ, very good motor, doesn't give up. Now, I am concerned he only had four and a half sacks, but you saw him make big plays on Minnesota's special teams unit. I think he can fit in there. Maybe he can develop into a situational pass rusher in certain sub-situations. But either way, this could be a guy that makes the roster as a special teamer, also can develop into an edge rusher, fits as a backup in that outside linebacker role because he's too small to play the defensive end position. But overall, they needed a pass rush. I would like to see it addressed earlier, but this is a kid, once again, late round. You feel he's going to make the roster because of his IQ, his motor, and because of the contributions he can make on special teams. Now, spoiler alert, the next three picks I understand are seventh round picks. But I didn't love these last three picks by the Giants, and I'll give the reason, full reason after I go through these. The first one was TJ Brunson, the linebacker out of South Carolina. I give this a B minus. In the box mill, linebacker, a little bit the opposite of Brown. Really struggled against coverage, but good against the run. And I kind of like him because he actually is very good at getting up the field, especially shooting those middle A gaps. And when you look at his role, I could see him actually being in certain packages a pass rusher. If you need a rush from the interior, he was very good at that in college. Very good in the, against the run, but he's a two-down linebacker. You can't have him on third and long. Doesn't have the coverage range. So I give this a B- minus simply because I like him. I think he can potentially make the roster. But they already addressed the linebacking position the round before with Cam Brown. I think you've seen them address the linebacker position a lot in free agency. And there's a lot of other needs on this team, especially in terms of their depth. The seventh round, they drafted Chris Williamson, the cornerback out of Minnesota. I give this a D minus. He's a safety corner tweener. He adds depth to the lineup. And the only reason I didn't give this an F was because he can kind of flip-flop between the corner and safety role. But you look at his tape, he's not really a great athlete. He doesn't have great sideline to sideline speed. And there's a lot of very good athletes on this board. I would have taken an athlete who I thought had better speed and a little bit more upside at this point to maybe try to see if he could make the roster and get something out of him. But Williamson's kind of one of those funny kids where you don't think he's got the skill set to play either position, but he can play both. So he has that versatility. I think it's going to be hard, to be honest with you, for him to make the roster, but once again, the Giants need depth in the secondary. He might be a guy they just keep because he can act as the third safety in the sixth corner, both at the same time. So that's why I gave this a D-. And last, Tay Crowder, the linebacker from Georgia, I gave this an F. And look, I understand that it's a seventh-round pick. I understand franchises are usually not built on seventh-round picks. I get that. But here's the issue when I look at this. I like Crowder because he's a high-effort run stuffer. He's a converted running back, so he's got plus athleticism. He's a little bit more of a project at linebacker. But you look at the last five picks, four of them are linebackers. 
and only one was really an edge rusher, and that was in the seventh round with Coughlin. If anything, if the Giants wanted to try to get some linebacking depth, I would have tried to go on the outside to the edge because they're pretty decent in terms of depth in the middle. And there's other needs on this team I would have liked them to see addressed. Wide receiver, tight end, get try to get a contributor in the seventh round that could compete for a roster spot, maybe a guy that could help Daniel Jones. And it's just, once again, it's not necessarily the Crowder pick that I'm giving an F. It's just, this is the fourth linebacker in five picks. And the Giants went heavy in linebacker and free agency, especially in the middle. If anything, I would have liked to see them go running back, wide receiver, just get some more offensive depth here. And really in the seventh round, that's what you're looking for is for guys to fill up the depth chart. So overall, I gave the Giants an A-. minus. I really thought they had a very good draft. I didn't love the seventh round. I didn't think they fit all their needs. That's the only reason I don't give them an A. I would have liked them to see them target a receiver in this deep draft, a tight end to fill in for Evan Ingram, because I do think there was some nice value at the tight end position late and the running back position. But overall, I mean, especially the offensive line, I love this. I think that they hit a home run, getting great offensive linemen to protect Daniel Jones. They got great value with McKinney in the second round. And really, it was about value. In the first six rounds, you look at a lot of their picks in the first six rounds, they drafted guys well after they should have been drafted. They got great value. And really, they got some good cornerstones. A cornerstone on the defense in the safety position, two offensive linemen, a nice corner that can fill in, a good developmental project at linebacker and a guard. So really, I think that this was a Dave Gellman draft. We know he loves to build through the trenches. We saw that. We saw him build through the front seven. A lot of that, especially in the seventh round. Overall, an A-. minus. Really good job by the New York Giants. Think that they have done a very good job. And this is a draft where it might not pay dividends year one because we'll probably be limited in preseason. These rookies might not get the reps they need. But to me, this is a draft that has laid a great foundation for the Giants' future. And you have to be, as a Giant fan, excited about that. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Remember, if you want the latest on the NFL and the Giants, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our latest content. It's been a fun draft process. Make sure to stay here. we got some great stories coming up in the coming weeks. Until next time, I'm your host, Nolan Rich, and this is Rich Sports Talk.